giving hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otterville. And now, today's Word. Part 2 of our Words of Our Salvation. I'll be focusing on the word redemption. Redemption. Now, that is a word most of us have heard. Our churches are called by it. We sing about it. And we are familiar with it. Romans chapter 3, verse 23 and 24. Romans chapter 3, verse 23, 24. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. There are two big words in the verse 24, justification or justified and redemption. But as I said, justified will come later, uh, but I'll pick on the word redemption. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So what does the word redemption mean? The word redemption is the noun of the verb redeem. So I will define the verb redeem and you can uh, extract the noun from it. So what does it mean to redeem? Generally, the, the, the word redeem has ideas of freedom and liberty. And I'll give you uh, three concepts that come from redeem. Redeem means to deliver from harm or evil. To deliver from harm or evil. We see... This word used many times in the Bible to refer to deliverance from harm or evil. For example, in Psalm 34, verse 22, it, it says, The Lord redeems the soul of his servants, and none of those who trust in him shall be condemned. God delivers us from harm and from danger. That's the first sense of redeem. Secondly, redeem means to buy back something that was previously sold. To buy back something that is was previously sold. It describes the process by which something that was lost in a transaction can be regained. That is a transactional word. And thirdly, Redeem means to be released from bondage. To be released from bondage. It is used to refer to God's deliverance uh, from bondage. And we read uh, Exodus chapter 6 verse 6. Uh, God says to Moses, Therefore say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from the, under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will rescue you from their bondage. I will redeem you. With an outstretched arm and with great judgment. So when the Bible says we are redeemed, these three ideas are present. That we have been delivered from harm or evil. We have been bought back 
And we are being released from bondage. So anytime you sing, I am redeemed, or you attend a church that has redeemed in it, uh, these are the words that should come into your mind. Deliverance from harm and evil, uh, being bought back, and being released from bondage. So why do we need redemption? Why was redemption necessary? Uh, redemption is necessary because of something that happened uh, in the Bible. And uh, Romans chapter 5 verse 12 uh, gives us an idea of what happened. And Romans chapter 5 verse 12 says, Therefore, just as through one man... Sin entered the world and death through sin. And thus death spread to all men because all sinned. It's a very heavy verse. Through one man, sin entered the world. And death came with the sin. And through that one man, all sinned. Now we know that man to be Adam. When Adam sinned in the Garden of Eden, Adam's sin infected all of us. Adam was the first man created in the image of God. And he represented everybody who is created in the image of God. And when he sinned or disobeyed God or fell away from the presence of God, when he was driven away from the presence of God, it wasn't only for him, it was for all of us. And so all of us sinned. You say, but I wasn't there. Why should his sin affect me? Because Adam played a very important role. Adam was the federal head of the human race or the universal head of the human race. So whatever happened to him didn't happen to him alone. It affected or infected all of us. And I'm just going to use an analogy to help you to understand how one man's sin affects all of us. Now, most of us know that since uh, last year or maybe the previous year before then, our world has been ravaged by the coronavirus, which causes COVID-19. And that is why all of you are wearing face masks. All of you. Nice people. Who under no circumstance would have worn a mask. You are wearing a mask. In the process of this coronavirus, about 136 million people from every nation of the world have been infected. Think about it. 136 million people have been infected. Almost 3 million have died. And in addition to its infecting people, this virus 
has changed our world, collapsed businesses, disrupted nations, done so much damage to economies, powerful. So how did so many people of all nations become infected? Where did the virus start from? And when we do the tracing of this virus, those who study epidemics will tell you that eventually you will get to what they call patient zero. Patient zero is the first person who was infected. And out of his infection, the virus entered the human race, infected all of us all, and affected all of us, and disrupted our world profoundly. How? One man got infected. Adam was the patient zero of sin. He was the first person to be infected by sin. And his sin didn't just affect him. It affected the entire human race. And didn't just affect the human race. It changed the earth and how it functions. And brought the whole of nature under bondage and a curse. Because one man sinned. And the sin of Adam introduced death to all. Because of Adam's sin, death came to all of mankind. Just like because of one man's infection, the whole world has been disrupted. And this death is not just dying in the sense that somebody is dying and buried, the cessation of life. No, this death is disconnection from God and his fullness. Just like the absence of light creates darkness, the absence of God's life also introduces death. And this sin subjected all of us to bondage. Subjected us to bondage. So what does that mean? God created man to have dominion. But because of the sin of Adam, instead of having dominion, we were dominated. Dominated by not only spiritual forces, but even the earth itself dominated us. Including animals. Whom we're supposed to dominate. Because if I should shout, Lion! People will start running. But we were given dominion over it. If a snake enters this room, we will scatter. But we're given dominion over it. Because the sin of Adam disrupted the hierarchy of dominion. Those who were supposed to have dominion were dominated. Even by tiny things like mosquito. Not only that. When God created man, we had dominion over angels. That includes demons. The devil himself. But because of sin, 
those who were created to have dominion became dominated. And the Bible says they became subject to bondage. And that bondage manifests in all kinds of control by spiritual powers, by demonic forces, manifesting through activities of mediums, necromancers, witches, wizards, astrologers, and all kinds of spiritual mediums dominating mankind. It is for this reason that we needed to be bought back. Because we were sold by one man, we had to be bought by one man. The mission of Jesus Christ, therefore, was to reverse the effects of Adam's sin and bring us back to God. Now, under the Old Testament, redemption was practiced in many ways. And I'm, I don't have too much time to go and teach extensively on it. But when a person was sold into slavery or their property went into slavery uh, and they needed to go and buy back their property or buy themselves back from slavery to be delivered there are two people who qualified to redeem the first was the person himself if he can redeem himself he redeems himself. The second is what is called a kinsman redeemer. A kinsman redeemer is a relative of yours who can redeem you. So a stranger cannot redeem you. You have to be redeemed by a relative. So either you can redeem yourself or a relative redeems you. Now, those of you who have read the book of Ruth, uh, remember that Boaz, who married Ruth, was called a king's man redeemer. What does that mean? Because after uh, those days, widowhood, unfortunately, was seen as bondage. Because when a woman's uh, husband dies, she, she's not free to marry just anyone. So, a relative close to the husband had to uh, redeem her. And that's what the story of Ruth is all about. So, if you are in bondage, you either redeem yourself or a kinsman, a relative, would come and redeem you. Now, could we redeem ourselves? God gave man the chance to redeem himself. How did he do it? He gave us the law. 613 laws. And he says, use this to set yourself free. So people tried. And the conclusion of it was, was summarized by the Apostle Paul in the book of Romans. Uh, chapter 7 verse 21. It says, I find then a law that is evil present with me. The one who 
wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. And he summarizes in verse 24, O wretched man that I am, who would deliver me from this bondage of death. Those who try to redeem themselves end up like this. Oh, wretched man that I am. Once I'm trying to obey the law, but the law itself is just messing me up. So, if you are trying to be your own redeemer, that's how you end. You end in frustration because you can't redeem yourself. Now, if you cannot redeem yourself, then your relative must redeem you. But your relatives are all in bondage. Your father is in bondage, your cousin is in bondage, your brother is in bondage, your sister is in bondage. Everybody is in bondage to sin. So there has to be a relative who can come and redeem us. Who is not subject to the same bondage we are subject to. So, who is the redeemer? Well, we know the redeemer. His name is Jesus Christ. He's called the last Adam or the second man. Just like the first Adam took us into bondage, another Adam had to come and deliver us and his name is Jesus. And this is how Romans chapter 2 verse 14 to 15 puts it. It says, In as much then as the children have partaking of flesh and blood, he himself, likewise, he himself is Jesus, shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their life, lifetime subject to bondage. So how did Christ become a kingsman? He took on our nature. He became us. He took on flesh and blood so he can be related to every human being. And in that sense, Christ Jesus then qualified as relative because he had flesh and blood. If he didn't have flesh and blood, he couldn't redeem us. He had to become us to save us. And so he qualified as a kinsman redeemer. One of us who can set us free to fulfill the provision of the law that the redeemer must be like you. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebil, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebil. Email otebil at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.